Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Chicago's Legal Latte, a series of podcasts brought to you by Lavelle Law Limited. Throughout this series, the attorneys from Lavelle Law will share their answers to questions about a variety of topics for individuals and small businesses. To participate in today's discussion, you can email us at podcast at lavellelaw.com. Every January, uh, over a number of years now, we've dedicated one of our podcasts to new laws being introduced in Illinois for that calendar year. And today brings that episode for calendar year 2018. Hi, everybody. This is Jim Mitchell. And uh, while it may be hard to fathom based on sometimes the uh, reputation that uh, our governor and legislature have, there are actually around 200 new laws that have gone into effect for this year. Uh, we're not going to get to all of them today, but we'll try and cover the wide range of different topics that uh, that are a part of those laws and uh, take a look at some of the changes that may or may not affect you. Joining me today is Lavelle Law Attorney Heather Glazer. Um, she's going to kind of walk us through as many of these as we can fit in our allotted time today. Good afternoon, Heather. How are you? Hi, Jim. I'm good. How are you? Doing fine, thanks. And I, I'm just absolutely amazed at this list. And I wanted to start diving into it and kind of let you explain a few of these things. Um, a lot of these laws, you know, may have little impact on on people or impact very few, but others are pretty interesting, at least in terms of reach. And before we talk about people that are impacted, let me start with one, uh, which are some laws that impact animals. And the first one that jumps out to me is one that changes what we're all familiar with around here, which are circuses and other shows. Can you kind of explain what's going on there? Sure. In Illinois, and this is the what's considered to be the first law across the nation, but other states are starting to do the same, elephants can no longer be used in circuses or any traveling animal acts. Yeah, and that's, uh, that I know that has caused issues for the circuses we're familiar with around here. It's, uh, uh, in some people's minds, uh, long overdue. Now, when we, when we talk about animals, I know you know, your work frequently deals with businesses, but your colleagues in the family law practice group may now find themselves um, having to include discussions about pets in divorce negotiations. What's what's happening mm-hmm. there? Previously, pets were treated as property, and so they would be like a table. Either the um, husband or wife would get the pet, and now it's being treated more as a child, and they're coming up with custody and visitation agreements that will um, be applied to pets. Oh, um, and and it's interesting, too, because I had a discussion with some family members just last night about them dealing with the remains of family pets, um, and I see that there's some new legislation in Illinois that offers a new option for people in that regard as well. Yes, um, and this is new. The Illinois Department of Natural Resources has started to establish rules for the public to scatter human remains in state parks. It previously so, uh, was not before people regulated. Do that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I know, you know, you hear stories of people doing that, and, and so I, I suppose that's uh, something they, they need to take a look at it around the state. Um, all right, let's, let's uh, set the animals aside and, and turn to your area of interest in particular, which are businesses and some of the things that uh, may be happening there. And one thing that I noticed was um, uh, some new requirements about publishing price lists uh, for, for certain businesses. What, um, what is the impact of that law? Um, this one's interesting. There were some studies done that showed that um, specifically dry cleaners, barbers, and tailors were uh, at times charging more for female clients. 
And so now there is a bill that's aimed to uh, expose the gender-based price discrimination. Dry cleaners, barbers, and tailors must provide price lists for standard services. And it's important to note they don't have to have them posted. They just have to be able to provide them upon request. And, and this one sort of leads me to a, a different path here, but I, I suppose it's a great uh, time to drop it in, which is when we talk about these new laws, they're on the books, but this one in particular is one that sort of stands out to say, all right, how is it going to be enforced? Who's going to enforce it? And that's, that's part of the process with the new law is really trying to figure out whether or not it's really going to be effective. Is that right? It is. And it's just going to have to be, sometimes it's time, sometimes it's use. And the more uh, we can educate people, the more they know that they can come, um, they can make those requests, the more they know that they, mm -hmm. you know, for example, um, there have been a lot of concerns about what you can post on Yelp and what you can post on review sites. And so mm -hmm. one thing, we're trying to encourage knowledge that, um, businesses, restaurants, companies cannot retaliate if you post a negative review. Some of that is you're not going to know it until you do it, um, and you're, or you're not going to know it until you try it, or hopefully hear podcasts that tell you um, some of the new laws that are being introduced. Yeah, and that that one uh, is is one that uh, certainly you know as people use those online services to share information that uh, that seems like a logical uh, enforcement by the state. Um, now. I've talked to you in the past and some of your colleagues about the process of, of getting a business started and some of the steps that are required, mm -hmm. both logically and legally. Um, it looks like there's a new change here that will impact businesses looking to set up as, a, as an LLC. What, um, what is the change there? Mm -hmm. Well, um, first, th this is something that um, those interested in LLCs should know. It, the filing fee has been significantly reduced. It is dropped from 500 to 150 and um, then for any professional service, and that includes architects, trainer, athletic trainers, chiropractors, social workers, physicians, any professional service, it used to be that you could get that started and running as long as you were an LLC and through that um, process, if you were already w running, it was okay um, to be working on getting um, a certificate of registration. and. At this time, the, the new law has, that's been introduced is you cannot be operating, you cannot be providing any of those professional services until you have that registration certificate. And that's so if we're going to educate people along these lines, what, what's, the, what's the timeline? What If they want to sort of figure out when they're mm -hmm. going to launch their business, how long would that certificate take? I would add in at least three weeks to be able to make sure that that gets processed and uh, approved, filed, and gets back to you because you want to be able to show that you have received certification. Okay. Um, now, like most states, uh, I think Illinois is trying to encourage and attract new businesses. And in today's climate, um, you know, a lot of economic growth is pegged uh, to come from small businesses and startups. So it looks like there's a new law in the books here that um, may be designed to help uh, entrepreneurs and uh, obtain certain types of grants. Can you tell us about who that's targeted to? Mm-hmm. It's targeted to um, low-income individuals, specifically on public aid. The grant program provides money to those on public aid who are interested in becoming entrepreneurs. And the process to do that is not fully established yet, but they've been slowly adding information on Illinois.gov, and that's a great place for resources on being able to access that money to form your own small business. 
Yeah, so a nice boost for people who um, may have the idea but not the wherewithal to, to start their own business. Uh, we're we're talking with uh, attorney Heather Glazer today of uh, Lavelle Law and um, taking a look at some of the uh, new laws taking place here in Illinois in, in 2018. Um, Heather's involved in a number of different uh, business aspects uh, at Lavelle Law. You can find her profile at, at their website, which is lavellelaw.com. Uh, and you'll notice there as well, we always like to mention that um, she was recognized as uh, by the Illinois JCs in 2017 as one of the outstanding young persons in Illinois, an uh, extraordinary achievement, and we're awfully happy she's she's taken the time to join us today. And, you know, I can share with you things like uh, the fact that cycling is now the state's official exercise, corn is the state grain, and uh, though workers won't get time off, August 4th will be celebrated as Barack Obama Day each year, but those aren't things that really impact uh, people from a legal perspective. And while we're talking about businesses, Heather, one more thing, and you can explain this to me because I, w- I really wasn't clear what was happening there, but it looks like in terms of businesses that require licensing or certification, um, there may be some, some new changes there that would um, impact how criminal records are evaluated in those cases. Um, yes. In terms of criminal history, and this is also through the Department of Financial and Pro- Professional Regulation, the same place you would go if you're a professional service that needs to be registered before providing the services, um, you're, that it requires the Department of Financial and Professional Regulation to um, consider mitigating factors. It used to be that if you had any sort of criminal history, it could slow you up or get you completely rejected from getting certain licenses, certifications, um, professional registrations. Now you're able to include more information and mitigating factors that um, played a role in whatever the criminal history indicates or uh, could help you get a, a license when you previously wouldn't have been considered. Okay, another another boost for business opportunities there, which we always like to see. Let's um, let's talk about one that I found to be very interesting and I, I hope very positive. And this. Um, I think we'd come out of the Secretary of State's office dealing with uh, potential organ donors. Um, so mm-hmm. now it appears that um, teenagers are eligible under certain conditions to enlist and put their names on, on the list of potential donors. Correct. Yeah. Um, it previously was that you had to be 18 to register as a um, organ donor in the state of Illinois. Now any 16 or 17-year-old driver that is applying for a new license or state ID is eligible to opt into the organ and tissue donation. Um, I think that's great because there are thousands of people that are waiting for organ transplants, and that opens up just more opportunities. Yeah, and I think uh, part of the law, the intention there is to open up discussion, too, with with those young people and get them aware of consequences and opportunities as well. So um, there's some certainly benefit to that. Um, so we've got a few minutes left here, and a few more I want to talk about. Um, in the news over the last year or two, there's been a lot discussed about the rights of tra- transgender people um, and different circumstances in schools and elsewhere. Um, one of our new 200 or so laws falls into that space. Can you kind of recap what is uh, proposed there? Sure. It previously was um, the law that individuals that wanted to change their gender designation on birth certificates had to have undergone gender transition, which would be a surgical intervention. And now you do not have to have had the surgical intervention. You um, just need to be under the care of a doctor. And if the doctor indicates that it is appropriate for you to change your gender and that is your desire, you are able to do so. 
and when I mention things that are in the headlines, um, certainly we've seen a lot, unfortunately, um, in terms of uh, cyberbullying, cyberstalking, um, things that happen online as, as people sort of hide behind their keyboards but, but become very uh, aggressive and perhaps criminal in nature in what they do. Uh, I, I think it's the Secretary or the Attorney General has, has looked to try and curb some of that abuse um, and also various forms of just physical stalking. Is there sort of a recap you can provide for us on, on what those changes are entail? Sure. Um, cyber, cyber stalking, stalking in general, and any sort of sending obscene messages, which would include online bullying, can be now considered a hate crime. And it, I just appreciate that the technology is being incorporated into crimes that normally or previously we're not recognized for the damage that can be done by them. Yeah, very Im impactful, especially with young people. So um, um, great to see that, uh, that there are changes there happening. So now, as, as I mentioned earlier, these laws primarily took effect January 1st. Um, but from a legal perspective, as we kind of wrap up here, you know, a lot of time these, these laws are, are written in a vacuum. Um, so mm -hmm. as an attorney now, do you watch, we talked about enforcement, do you anticipate that certain laws here will face eventually court challenge, someone's going to be opposed to it, and what we talk about being a new law may go through many changes before it actually becomes acted? Absolutely. Um, it, it's, for all of these laws, we've yet to see how they'll be enforced, um, how enforceable they'll be in any sort of court challenge, then we'll have to see. Um, if they're deemed constitutional, if they're deemed appropriate for the application that they've been put into use for. Um, but for now, it, it, the more um, education we can get out there as people understand what their rights are now, then they can be put into use and, until challenged. Yeah, and there's uh, certainly a, a great many questions I'm sure will come up. And we're going to uh, uh, rely on Heather Glazer and the other folks at Lavelle Law to help us through that. Heather, thanks for being here today. I always appreciate your time, and we'll let you get back to uh, to work. And uh, as you have questions, as listeners, you want to follow up, you can reach out to Lavelle Law at 847-705-755. 855 uh, 847-705-7555 or LavelleLaw.com. Uh, attorney Heather Glazer would be happy to uh, answer questions for you, as would uh, any of the attorneys there. And uh, we look forward in 2018 to having you continue to follow us regularly on Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, and by downloading content from LavelleLaw.com, where all of our past podcasts are housed.